Cause there's something in your heart Between you and the Lord Are you drifting apart Not as close anymore There's nothing you can do That he will not forgive Bring it to the cross And let it die so you can live Nail it to the cross Get it under the blood Drown your pain in every stain In the mercy blood Nail it to the cross Find hope and forgiveness Kneel at the tree and walk away free Nail it to the cross. Is there a burden you bear that's got you battered and bound? Struggling for strength, do you long to lay it down? Don't take another step, just kneel where you stand. Lay cross and take the hammer in your hand and nail it to the cross get it under the blood drown your pain and every stain in the mercy flood nail it to the cross find hope and forgiveness kneel at the tree Walk away free, nail it to the cross, just nail it to the cross, get it under the blood, drown your pain and every stain in the mercy blood, nail it to the cross, find hope and forgiveness, kneel at the tree and walk away free. Nail it to the cross, nail it to the cross, find hope and forgiveness, kneel at the tree and walk away free, nail it to the cross, nail it to the Thank you, baby. God is good. Amen. And all the time, God is good. Open your Bibles up if you brought one tonight to Isaiah. Isaiah 43. Has anybody ever heard this before? Something needs to change. Anybody ever heard that before? Everybody ever 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 said that before? Something needs to change. Maybe you were talking about yourself. Maybe you were talking about your career. Maybe you were talking about an addiction. Maybe you were struggling with alcohol at one point in your life. Or maybe you were talking about uh, the track record that you have. Uh, I was talking to a young man uh, 
uh, we had to move some cars out to the car lot, and I was talking to a young man. He rode back with me and Vicky and Lita in my truck, and he, I said, man, I remember that day when the police picked you up over here at the car lot. And he said, which time? <laughs> it was like all the time, it seemed like all the time that the, the police was picking him up. Man, my testimony was like that too. When I lived in Waco and I was a young man, uh, man, it didn't matter. It seemed like every weekend they were found me, they locked me up, they followed me. It's like they had a team, and that team was like, let's just stake out Mark Grimes, and wherever he goes, lock him up. I promise you, that was my life. I, every weekend it seemed like I was going to jail, going to jail. And I, and I realized that at, at some point that, that either I needed to do something or that was going to kill me or destroy me. Yeah, I did. I said, something got to change. I don't like this person. I don't like this guy. This ain't who God designed me to be. I know that. I didn't say that back then. I wasn't saved. But I knew that there was something more. Even when they did lock me up and they kept me for two and a half years, I was sitting in that jail cell, four by eight, all the time. I said, there's got to be more than this. Something's got to change. I'd meet people all the time, Miss Jana. I'd meet them all the time. And they would say, they would say, oh, this is my third time to prison. This is my fifth time to prison. Oh, this is my tenth time to prison. Dude, you didn't get it right the first time? Sometimes, anybody ever said that? It's time for change. When you're stressed out all the time, when you're stressed to the max, you need to take a look at your life. If, if, if things in your life just seem like they're just piling up on you tonight, I believe it's time for change. Really, I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking through me tonight to you that if things are pressing on you, they're, they're, they feel like they're about to collapse, it's time to make some changes in your life. It is. Holly, would you agree with that? I don't know how, Brother Mark. Well, tonight you're going to learn how. And you're going to step out on faith tonight. Brother Mark, what are you telling me to do? I'm not telling you to do nothing. I'm telling you to listen to this message. And God will lead, guide, and direct every one of us. I've said it to myself. Sometimes I feel like it gets all stressed out. We're overwhelmed. Maybe you have a schedule that just is hard to meet. Anybody got one of those schedules that's just hard to meet? Got to go here, got to go there, got to go there, got to go there, got to there. Todd Jordan had one of those schedules. He took on a job, took on a career, changed the way he was doing things, took on this job. And he had a boss, and that boss just drove him to the point where he had no other choice but to leave the company because the schedule was just so overwhelming. You know, maybe we were working too hard. Anybody work too hard sometimes? You're just working yourself to death. Working. You're not even enjoying life. You're not even enjoying. Anybody here like that? You're just working yourself to death. There you go, Teresa. You're just working yourself to death, and you're not even enjoying life. It's time to change. One thing. Mike, I've been saying this to people that I meet all the time. If Betty was able to get up and go on a whim, and I learned that through her life, then I'm going to get my butt up, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to see some things. I'm going to do some things. I'm not just going to sit around and just die and not see what all God has in store for us. Brother Carl told me the other day, he said, if God didn't intend for us to see it, it he wouldn't have made it so beautiful. we got to live, guys. We got to live. Somebody grasp that. 
If all you're doing is working to pay bills and, and, and working to put food on the table and working just to, 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 to just get by, man, there's more than just getting by. Somebody ought to hear me tonight. There's more than just getting by. I don't want to just get by. I want to live. I don't want to die. I don't want to die anymore. I mean, I'm never going to die. I'm just going to change residence. I'm just going to leave this city and go to the city of God. But before I get there, I need to live. I need to live. You need to live. I don't know who God's talking to tonight. If this is just for me. If it's just for me, I'm going to receive it tonight. Things need to change. So what do we do in our life when we need to change? Uh, I, I know when things need to change, a lot of times people complain all the time. Anybody know any complainers? You are one. Raise your hand. There we go. Now we'll be honest tonight. Sometimes when we need a change, all we do is start complaining. We complain, we complain, we complain, we complain. We complain about this house and we complain about this neighborhood. But we're not doing anything to improve our situation. We complain about this job. We complain about working with these people. But we're not doing anything about this situation. We complain about our education. But we're not doing anything to improve our situation. We complain about our finances. But we're not doing anything to improve our situation. I know people that will spend their whole paychecks at the Valero. Really, it makes no sense to me. That's the most stupidest thing. I know people that will get paid and blow a $100 bill on lottery tickets, uh, uh, trinkets at the store. Oh, look, honey, a flashlight. You didn't need that flashlight. They stuck it up there for you because you're so dumb and you're going to spend your whole check on this flashlight. $19.95. You don't need that stuff. You need to change. I'm, I'm just being serious. I, I'm just being serious tonight. I know people get bathed and they got to go buy a CD. Do you really need that CD? In the day that we live in, the world we live in, you can just YouTube it over and over and over again until you get that song out of your system. There's a lot more we can be doing with our finances than just blowing it. And then we complain because we ain't got anything. We complain because we're, we're falling apart. We complain. That's one thing people do when, when it's time for change. They complain, but they don't do anything about it. We know something needs to change, but we get stuck. We procrastinate. We become passive. We wait for somebody else to do it. Some people, like myself, we get angry. When things don't seem to be going my way, I get angry. I, I do. I'm just being real with you tonight. When, when, when things don't seem to be lining up and I'm getting all stressed out, I get angry. I don't like that, Mark Grimes. I really don't. I like the, I, I was telling Vic this today, I like the, the nice guy that sees the best in everybody. But I must be so stressed out because all I see is the worst in everybody, it seems like, these days. I don't want to be that guy. I told somebody the other day, I don't need a care pastor because I don't care. I told Danny that. You're fired. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I told him I don't need a care pastor because I don't care. Can we get real in this place tonight? Can you look up here and get real with me tonight that God wants to do something in your life tonight that you don't get to that point where you don't care? The world is full of people who don't care. Just watch this election season. 
The world is full of people who don't care. Just look at the schools. The world is full of people who don't care. Just look at the the pregnancy of teenagers is on a rise right now like never before. Abortion is up from 2014 to 2015. Abortion is not down. It is up. And they're shutting down clinics. So that tells me and you tonight that, that they don't care where they go to get it. Somebody's back room. Do it yourself. Killing babies. People don't care. You and I need not let ourselves get there. And if the stress that we're putting ourselves under and the devil's throwing it on us too, people's putting it on us, we need to get a hold of it tonight. Because I get angry. And then I sometimes feel like a victim. And then I know some people like this, and I'm seeing a lot of that today. They blame everybody else for their troubles. Instead of doing something to improve their situation, they just blame everybody else. Anybody seeing people like that in this world today? It's his fault. It's your fault. It's their fault. You should have done this better. You should have done that. You know what? Let me get you a mirror, homeboy. Because I don't believe the problem is them. I believe the problem is you. But people want to blame everybody else. I heard something the other day that somebody quit the daycare. I said, well, where are you going to go now? Well, I've used this one before, and I've used this one before, and and I think I'm going to try that one over there. I said, really? I said, is there a problem? He said, yeah, they just keep going up. They just keep going up. I don't believe that to be the case. I believe the case is they don't pay their bills, and they're blaming somebody else. How do I know that? Life application. Talking to people. Understanding people. Mary was with a lady the other day said, I had to tell them not to bring their kids back. They owe me $800. You know, that's sad when they're a church member. That's sad when they call themselves a Christian. That's sad when they've let themselves go to the point where it don't matter what they do or who they do it to. That's the world we're living in. And if we don't do something about getting some of this off of us, then we're going to die. We're going to die. We may not die and go to hell, but we're going to not live while we're here. And then we're going to miss years. Somebody hear me tonight. We're going to miss years. We're going to take years off of our life. This is the most gray hair I've ever had. I've never had this much gray hair. I don't know where it came from either. Some people get depressed. Some people get depressed. And they have self-pity parties. I know people sometimes, they'll just be crying. They'll just be crying for no reason at all. They'll just be crying. Anybody ever get like that sometimes? Just be crying for no reason at all. God didn't intend for us to live like that, brothers and sisters. It's not like that. It's really not like that for us. Can we learn together tonight to not be like that? Not to get angry, not to cry, not to have pity parties, not to blame other people, but to really trust and seek God out, read our Bible, listen to music. Man, I I, I can tell you something right now. In the heart of a true believer is a song that will lift their heart up. Anybody got that song when it comes on? Just, whoo, there it goes. Whoop, there it is. Whoop. Not that song. 
But you know the song that I'm talking about. For me, it's it's the crab family. When I get to listening to when I'm hurting and I I I, I put on some Jason Crab and and man, I just get lost in the worship. My mind gets right, my heart gets right. That's what I did when I pulled up here the other day, and and Scott and and Carl and and Vic was outside. I pulled up. I had Mary's car. I opened the doors like I was cool, and the and the Jason Crab was blowing out. I was like, yeah. When I was 16, it didn't sound like this. It was house speakers in the back. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Eight track in the front. You don't even know what those are. Anybody have house speakers in their car? Oh, uh, come on, somebody. <laughs> Anybody still got them? Hey, hold on. <laughs> Heather, put your hand down, girl. ain't right. <laughs> this is 2016, girl. But for me, it's that music. In the heart of every Christian, there's a song. Connie will post some songs sometimes. I know she's listening. She's, she's getting her mind for worship. Some of you will post some videos. You're getting your mind for worship. There's a song that Jason Crabb sings that says, uh, Could you please come down to me? Know that I'm not worthy. And I know that there's others right now that are hurting worse than I. But if you could, could you please come down to me? And boy, I just get goosebumps telling you what that song will do for my day. I, I can tell you, that in, there's a song, there's joy, there's there, there's peace, there's hope. It's found in the word, it's found in the worship, it's found in the unity in the church. I heard a comment the other day, this is the sweetest body of believers that I've ever been in, and I've been in a lot of bodies. Hallelujah, because you do that, not just me, you do that. Through our meet and greet, through your smiles, through your hug. It's sweet. Come on, somebody. You can praise because that, that, is, that is wonderful tonight. What we need to do during these times is stir up that holy determination that comes from the Holy Spirit and says, I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to make some changes. Anybody ever had a tough task? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this word in just a minute. I'm not begun to preach, but I'm fixing to preach. I'm telling you, I hadn't begun to preach, but I'm fixing to preach. Anybody ever had a tough, ha- a tough task at hand? And it was so hard that you had to put it down and take a deep breath. Anybody ever had that moment? I remember one time I had a horse. And I tried to break this horse, and the horse was stubborn, and I tried to break this horse, and I tried, and I tried, and finally I had to say, I am not getting nowhere. And I had to take a break. I had to make some changes. You know what I did? I had to call for help. I realized that this horse here, you know what I named him? I named him Cain. Like Cain and Abel? Like short for cocaine? Because every time I got on him, it was like he was high. And he got higher. And he bucked and he tried to kill us. And I mean, I had to call for help. I had to go, I can't do this. And I'm a cowboy. I could, I, I could ride. I, I was, I, but there are some times in life we can think we got it all together. But we need to call for help. We need to call the Holy Spirit into our presence. I'm not preaching the same in 2016 as I did in 15. I ain't going to. 
I'm not going to be the same thing I was yesterday, tomorrow. It's not the doctor's report that's changing me. It's the Holy Spirit report that's changing me. Life is sweet. Sometimes it can be bittersweet, but more than that, I think like Carl says, there's more out there for us to do, more out there for us to see. So let's enjoy the ride. You know, as Christians, we have a partner. What we need to do during these times is stir up that determination that comes from the Holy Spirit in us and declare, I'm going to do what I can do to change this. Say that with me. I'm going to do... What church are y'all in? Do it again. I'm going to do... Say it again. I'm going to do what I have to to change this. Say it again. I'm going to do what I have to to change this. Now you do it without me. Somebody give God a praise tonight. Amen. As a Christian, we have, we're, we're partnered with God. This that means that He's in the partnership with us. How many are so thankful He's your partner tonight? <laughs> he helps me. I don't know about you, but He helps me. I'm telling you, he helps me. Anybody feel his help and his presence? Somebody's here tonight because of him. Somebody's alive tonight because of him. Somebody's making it through that divorce tonight because of him. Somebody's recovering from that fall tonight because of him. Because he's your partner. Because he's a great partner. He's a wonderful partner. We have a partner. Look, sometimes we'll put all of our hope in our spouse, but sometimes our spouse is not the partner that we need. Sometimes we'll put, our, put all of our hope in, in our finances, but it ain't enough money. Sometimes we'll put our hope in our career, but our careers will sometimes fail us after time. But if we'll have a partnership with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he says this in his word. Listen to me. If you've never heard me say anything else, hear me tonight. He says, you are my friend. You are my friend. We have a friend in Jesus tonight. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. I think there's a song about that too. I don't know how it goes. Maybe some of you old timers might know how that goes. But I can tell you, since I've been walking with him, for the time I've been walking with him, oh, what a partner and friend do I have in Jesus. If you've been around me a long time, you know I get a little stressed out. We start doing something, I, I like to, re, I don't relax till it's done. I told somebody the other day, Tammy Rice, as sweet as she is, she's exactly like me. She's antsy, she's stir crazy, her eyes are wobbling, her hair is blowing back. And when the show's over, she's cool. But till then, she's just like her pastor. She wants to make sure everything's right. What I've learned is I got a part who helps me when it's all going wrong, when it's all stressing out, when I don't understand. He's there to guide me. I wish somebody would get some of this message tonight. Oh, what a friend you have in Jesus tonight. I was thinking about it, and I, I want to bring this tonight. It's a simple truth. If we will do what we can, God will do what we cannot do. If we'll do what we can do, God will do what we cannot do. How do you know that, Brother Mark? One day I had a group of kids out here. And 
Sure wanted them to go to church and sure wanted them to be a part of what we were doing. And we were bucking bulls and we were living in that house right there. There was an old single wide trailer there. God will do what we can't do. If you partner with God, he will do what we can't do. There was one kid out there. He had never rode a bull. His name was Cody Porter. Some of y'all know Cody. Good kid. At the time, he couldn't ride a bull to save his life. He'd come over week after week after week after week, and then he just kept getting bucked off and bucked off and bucked off. And so there was a big old alligator bull out there. He was mean as a rattlesnake. And, and I, I, told, I told Cody, I said, if you can ride this bull, I'll ride the mean one. And he said, for real? I said, for real? I've been itching to get back on anyway. He said, Bridget, you're fat and out of shape. I said, yeah, but I've been itching. I knew that he wasn't going to ride the bull. I was 100% sure that he wasn't going to ride this bull. He'd never rode a bull in his life over three or four seconds. So, man, he got on there. I pumped him up. Come on, ride so I can ride. Come on, boy. Kick his burn. Bite him on the ear. Do whatever you got to do. And, man, he opened that gate, and that bull went to bucking and a kicking and a spurring. I promise he rode him for 30 seconds. I said, oh, my Lord. What did I just do? See, when you have a partnership with God, sometimes even when you open your mouth <laughs> and you say some things, he's there to protect you. He's there to guide you. Man, there was a handful of them out there. I, I, I know that Dylan was there and Cody was there. There were several kids out there. There were several bunch of them out there. And I said, well, load him up. I went in the house and Mary was cooking dinner. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting my boots and spurs on. What are you going to do? I said, i got to ride the bull. What? You are not riding a bull. I said, I have to. I told them kids, if that bull, if that boy rode a bull, I'd ride a bull. And she said, you're not going to. And I'm going to tell you, this is the funniest thing. This is the funniest thing. We, they were all little kids when we were bucking back then. Remember that? Remember they were just little bitty kids when we were bucking back then? Nobody had a man vest. They just had kids vests. So when I got my spurs on and I said, well, somebody give me a vest, it never zipped. It was like right here. It was like, I was like, okay. And, and, and we never rode with helmets when I rode, so I wasn't worried too much about a helmet, but I sure didn't want to get my guts kicked out by this crazy bull. But there was not, so I put it on and I said, well, load him up. And I promised before the Lord, I just began to pray, oh, Lord, protect me. All of a sudden, as God is my witness, I wouldn't lie to you, I wouldn't lie in this church, I wouldn't lie to nobody. As God is my witness, as they were loading up this bull, he went plumb, stupid, crazy, jumped the fence, took off out in the pasture, ran over another fence, jumped that fence, and ran off way out there on the other side of the Jordan. They said, we'll be right back, preacher, and get him. I said, no, you won't. That was God partnering with me <laughs> and saving my life again, again. They said, no, you said you'd ride him. I said, I'd ride him now. I didn't say I'd ride him later. I came out here to ride him now. God, took, I believe that God did that. I believe with everything inside of me to this day that God saved me. When I was in my late 30s, that's when I really started getting things right with God. When me and Mary got saved and really started getting sold out to the Lord, that's when God's word showed up in my life. 
How many hear me tonight that God's word is real? And he is a God, he is a friend that will not lie to you. He won't betray you, he won't stab you in the back, and he'll never leave you. When I was in my late 30s, I really started beginning to grow in my relationship with God. He began to reveal to me how an awesome partner he was. I had a very negative mindset. I was miserable on the inside because of my childhood. But when I began to study God's word, he began to become a friend to me. Not just a friend when I needed him, but a friend all the time. Not a friend like I never had before. Can I share something with you? Somebody get this tonight. It don't matter if I'm with you or by myself, with my family or all alone. I talk to Jesus. I could be having a conversation with you, but also having a conversation with him. You'll never even know it. When somebody, I'm in a counseling session, I'm asking my friend, my partner, my brother, I mean my, my father, Lord, speak to me. It's, it's, it's something I can't even explain. I've just been about that close to put my hand in the fire a few times. He said, don't put your hand there. I'm going to go do this. Don't do that. Hey, please do this for me. He is the greatest friend. He told me today as I was studying and I was praying, he said, you know what? Include me in all that you do. What you can't do, I'll do. So I had to start turning some things over to him. God, I can't do anything more about it. You got to do it. God, I can't worry anymore about them. I'm leaving them to you. God, I can't do anything more about it. It's all yours. I've done as much as I could do. If I've left here today, if I get in my truck and I leave here today, I think I fulfilled what God had me to do. I do. Uh, if I left today, he told me I could leave right now. If he did, I, I would say, you know what? I fulfilled all that I've had to do. If I leave this world tonight, my Lord and Savior is ready to take me home. I will believe that I fulfilled all that I've had to do. And I'll be okay. I won't be stressed out about what I didn't do or what I should have done or what I should have done. We've got to get to that place in our life. As I study God's word, I begin to see that I need him to be this companion, this side-by-side. -side. Say that with me, side-by-side. -side. I need this side-by-side -side companion. Whether I'm walking in the arena or walking in the front door of my house or walking up to this pulpit, I need a companion. Do you have that companion tonight? Do you have that companionship? Does it show in your fruit? Are you believing him to heal your body tonight? Are you believing him to restore your name tonight? Are you believing him to set you free tonight? Do you have that companion tonight? You say, Brother Mark, I want it. I want it for you and I want it for me. Like I said, I don't know if this message is for anybody but me, but I'll receive it myself. But if you're supposed to receive it tonight, you're not stirring around, you're not worried about what anybody else is doing, this is exactly for you. Then you start to receive that you have to have this companion, this Jesus. You know what they said? Who is this man? Who is this man that heals the blind? 
Who is this man that makes the lame walk? Who is this man who people come from miles around to hear him talk? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Sweetest name I know. You got to have this companionship. Because you're going to get some bad news. You're going to get some bad doctor's reports. You're going to get some financial stuff come up that you didn't, wasn't ready for. You have people leave your life and you're like, all right, Lord. Done all I can do. Rest is up to you, Lord. Does that say I don't care? No, that says I got a partner that can do way more than old Mark Grimes can do. I, 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 I'm going to get into this word. I, I, I got some time. Don't run off on me. Get your mind in here with me tonight. What the Bible says in Isaiah 43, 18 is this. Listen. I'm thinking tonight is a new beginning for a lot of us. Receive that tonight. I'm thinking tonight is a new beginning for a lot of us. This is not just another message. This is not just another Wednesday night. God brought you here because this is the beginning. Say that this is the beginning. Say it again. This is the beginning. Say it like you mean it. This is the beginning. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Isaiah 43, 18 says this. Do not remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold... I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? That's in the Amplified Version. I want to read it in the New Living Translation Version to you. But I found that version. I want to hit a couple of points on that tonight. Isaiah 43, 18. But forget all that. It is nothing com compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do a brand new thing. See, I have already begun. Somebody believe that tonight. I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness for my people to come home. I will create rivers for them in the des desert. I'm, I, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. I read this today. This made me realize something, church. I can't get back what I did yesterday. Come on, somebody receive that. I can't get my childhood back. You can't get your childhood back. But you can get a new day. You can get a fresh start. You can get a new, a do-over. Man, if God opened your eyes up and he opens them up again tomorrow, you get a do-over. I wish somebody received that tonight. Holly, I want you to get this tonight. He can do a new thing. He can do a new, a brand new thing. He wants to do it. He, he wants to do it. This made me realize that I can't go back to the years that were filled with abuse I can't go back to how I used to do things, how I used to preach, how I used to run the church. I can only go forward. Notice that in the scripture it says, I'm doing a new thing. He didn't say I will. He said I am. Somebody get that tonight. He said I'm doing a new thing. He didn't say I will. He said I am. 
I will do with the new. No, he said, I am. What else does he say about I am? He says, I am the great I am. I am the great I am. His report is better than the doctor's report. His bank account is more than wood forest. His love is greater than the love we have for one another. Aren't you so glad that, that he don't love you like you love him sometimes? Aren't, aren't, aren't you tonight so glad that, 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 that this friend, this partnership, that, that, that the way you treat him sometimes, the way you complain, the way you act, the way you show out, he don't treat you that way? Oh, we serve a good God. I love it. Aren't you so glad tonight that he don't give you what you sometimes give him? I'm talking about you, not me now. I'm talking about you. Aren't you so glad he's always that friend? That does for his friend. Hmm, that's awesome. God has a plan for our lives. And he wants to do a new thing through us tonight. But if you get stuck in the past, thinking about the bad things, thinking about the things and regretting things, thinking about all the things that you got to worry about, then you won't see that God is doing something right now. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much fruit, but apart from me gets cut off and thrown into the fire. Talked about that scripture a couple weeks ago. But it reminds me that God doesn't expect me to change on my own. I can't change on my own. I need some help. I can't stop worrying on my own. I need some help. I can't stop stressing on my own. I need some help. I can't raise my kids on my own. I need some help. I can't be a godly friend or a father. I need some help. So glad I got some help tonight. I just have to believe it when I pray it. I have to believe it when he says it. I love this scripture because it reminds me that God doesn't expect me to change all by myself. He is the source of power. He's the power source. He gives the grace. He gives the strength. We need to do what's right and make changes in our life. Here's how we cooperate with Him. If you want changes, you've got to cooperate. <laughs> You're not hearing me tonight. Uh, I'm going to move all the selfishness off of you. Somebody wake up somebody that's sleeping. Just turn around and pop them in the back of the head. Listen to me tonight. Listen to me tonight. I want to talk to the selfish people. The people that like to do it their way, their how. They know everything and God knows nothing. You know who you are. Make room for him tonight. Because he's way smarter than all of us. His ways are perfect. I love that. I read that in my Bible. His ways are perfect. My ways ain't perfect. But his ways are perfect. I was thinking about this. Listen to me. How can we cooperate to bring this change? Number one, listen, I'm done. Listen, I got three things and I'm done. When we hear the truth, we receive it. When you hear a message, you read your Bible, you open it up, you follow along with your pastor, you see it, you read it, you hear it, the Holy Spirit says, you need to believe it. You need to believe it. Teresa, you need to believe it. If you want stress out of your life, you've got to partner with the Lord. 
If you want a better and abundant life, you've got to partner with the Lord. Apart from me is death. In me you bear much fruit. I am the vine, you are the branches. In me you'll grow. Away from me you ain't growing. I love this. Listen to me. We hear the truth in God's word and we're convinced by it. Somebody say convinced by it. How many were once lost but now are saved? <laughs> How many are once lost and now are saved? How many remember that you were going to hell? You were bound for hell. They had your hands cuffed the way you were living. You used God's name in vain. You could care about nobody else but, but you. And all of a sudden, you, you heard a gospel message. You believed it. And all of a sudden, when they did an altar call, you ran your butt down there and you got saved. The same God that saved us is the same God that lives with us today. Trying to convince people of that is a tough job for people like me who solely and truly believe that, but sometimes forget it. We hear the truth in God's word and we're convicted by it. Say it, convicted by it. It's the word that shows us who we really are. It reveals our sin in our life. We have to realize what we're doing wrong before we can know that there needs to be a change. First of all, you've got to believe the truth. And God's word is the truth. So when you ran down and you got saved... You believe what the preacher said, come down right now, give your heart to Jesus, you're going to get saved. Same thing right now, lay our burdens down. Lay our problems down. Give him everything tonight. Heard a story about a little boy one time, didn't have much to give, so he went up and put himself in the offering plate. It wasn't a dry in the house that night. Here I am, Lord, let me get in the offering plate tonight. Let me give you everything, not just bits and pieces that make me feel good, but my whole heart, my whole being, my whole life. Listen, we hear the word of God. We're convinced that it's true. We need to get the sin out of our life. Uh, how do we do that? We repent of our sins. People don't do that too much anymore, do they, John? You preached before. They say they repent, but tomorrow they do the same thing. They say they trust God, but boy, their mouth and their actions don't prove it. They say love God, but boy, they act like they don't. They say they're going to be a faithful member of the church, but you never see them again. They say we're coming, but we don't show up. The Bible says, and the Lord says, let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. So if you say, Lord, get this lying out of my life, get this drugs out of my life, Get this hate out of my heart, Lord. Change my heart. I want to love everybody, God. Fix my heart, Lord. Fix my heart. Please forgive me for hating my sister. Forgive me for hating my brother. Forgive me for acting like that, Lord. The thing you have to do is repent of your sins. Being repentant means we're sincerely sorry and willing to turn away from it. And the last thing we have to do is study God's word in the area we need change. Hear me tonight. God has a lot of truth about anger. God has a lot of truth about unforgiveness. God has a lot of truth about jealousy. Whatever we're struggling with, we find it, we study it. That's how I get closer. 
If I'm struggling with something, I find everything there is on it, and I try to read and study and apply it to my life. What does God's Word say about it? I know a lot of godly people, but they don't give godly advice. They give what they would do. What I do in this situation, well, sometimes it don't matter what we do in that situation. What does the Word of God say? That's the only thing that matters. You plug yourself into the Word. The next step is to study the Word in the area we need change. For example, if I have a problem with anger, I need to study the Scripture about anger and forgiveness. Use the Word like medicine. I was thinking about that when that doctor told me, if you don't change, you're not going to live. I said, well, now I'm going to use the Word like medicine. And I'm going to take it to my heart. And I'm going to take it to my mind and soul. There is power in God's word to bring change to us. One thing that about change is sometimes it's a lengthy process. And people are not willing to commit to that. But I am tonight because I have the great I am's help. I am tonight because I have Jesus committing to change some things. That allow doom and gloom in my life. Remorse and regret. Sometimes the Lord allows it. But sometimes we allow it. Where are you at tonight? Are you sold out? Have you gave your all to Jesus? Have you committed yourself to Him? See your partner? There's a great choice we have to make tonight. Do we partner with him or do we partner with this world? Do we partner with him or do we partner with the devil? I'm partnering with Jesus tonight. How about this church? How about believing his report tonight? I did a little message here a while back and put name tags on everybody and it and it said that you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're great, you're perfect, you're, you're awesome. You're... When people wore those name tags, they felt like somebody. He knows our name, folks. He knew you before you were in your mama's womb, the Bible said. To build this change, to head in the right direction, it starts with you trusting him tonight. Every head bowed and every eye closed. God loves you. I'm going to ask you to start seeking him out diligently. I don't care if other people ain't seeking him out. You start seeking him out. I promise you, if you'll seek him out like I did today, you'll experience peace and joy. And you'll experience a smile that was lost. And a hunger for his love and his touch. Like you've never had before. Father God help us when we get stuck in the past. Mourning on things. Worrying about things. Things that we can't bring back anyway. Father I believe in you tonight. I believe in you to be in this place right here. 
Father, we just pray and ask you to be in every one of our hearts this evening. And that we would change and we'd be ready for change. The kind of change that when the Word says it, we believe it. When the Holy Spirit reveals it, we fix it. Lord, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I ask for healing, for peace, for unity and love to abide in this body. In your precious Son's name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. <laughs>